What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And in lieu of the impending drop of the season two of The Mandalorian, we are going to be doing some Mandalorian content this week and next week. Um, But first, before we get into the episode and tell you guys what we're going to be talking about today, um, we have a few shopkeeping items um, I guess you could call it news, um, but they're more so reminders for you. And then Drew apparently has some sort of of a surprise for everyone. Oh, you you didn't really have to mention it. I was just gonna surprise you, but oh oh yeah. well, Jeremiah and I don't know what it is. So <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it's still a surprise, a surprise. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, so uh, shopkeeping item number two. Just a reminder. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this episode of Empire Radio on the Mandalorian podcast, uh, we are going to be merging the Mandalorian uh, into Empire Radio, starting with episode three of the Mandalorian, correct? Correct. Yes. So the first two episodes um, will go up on the Mandalorian podcast as they normally will. It gives you just a little bit of a buffer to make the switch but for episode three through episodes three through eight uh there will be no more content on the mandalorian we are officially jumping over to empire radio uh long term so what does that mean well if you are not subscribed to empire radio you need to go do that so you can start catching the mandalorian content starting next friday um it's much better to go and jump over in advance than having having to wait two episodes in and then forget and then realize there's not an episode for the third week. Uh, I don't know why you would do that, but just go ahead. Just subscribe to Empire Radio um, because that is where all of your Mandalorian content is going to be coming from as of episode three. You have three and a what, like three and a half weeks? Something like that. Something like that. You've got time, but go ahead and do it. If you got the uh, got a second, go ahead and do it when you can. Um, and the second shopkeeping item is that, like we mentioned last week, we have a brand new sponsor called Cufflinks.com. And yep, yep. in honor of this sponsorship, as well as the season two uh, of The Mandalorian airing, we are going to be doing a series of giveaways. Um, we have the dates and we have more details, but we are going to give those to you next Tuesday on the Empire Radio podcast, as well as our social media. So uh, a few quick things. One, you're going to want to listen to the episodes if you can to get details. But if you can't listen to the episodes for whatever reason, uh, you definitely want to be following us on Instagram and Facebook um, because those are the platforms where we are going to be making announcement announcements for giveaway items as well as uh, making announcements for the giveaway winners. So you are definitely going to be wanna, uh, 
I can't talk apparently, you're definitely going to want to be following us on those. So your name, in the case that your name gets drawn, um, you don't want to be the person that, you know, wins something really cool and then you don't get it because, because you missed it. Because that's lame. Yeah, that's I've just... seen that happen actually oh, to yeah. people and it's so, it's so it's sad. just sad, yeah. So disappointing. Yeah, so the two things, make sure you're following Empire Radio, you're subscribed to the podcast, and number two, make sure you're following our socials and stay tuned uh, for next week for more information on the giveaways. Uh, we'll, we'll be going through all the details then. So, all right, Drew. Okay, so if you know, if you are a longtime listener, um, you'll you'll understand this reference. But normally, um, Jeremiah or I, every once in a while, Andrew, we make really grandpa jokes or dad jokes oh yeah and and they're fun and they're cool and we always try to find what's the best like way like we used to have a blow horn burr, burr, yeah. burr, or yeah. or we used to do we would just say hey hey, hey and we'd like just yeah. do stuff well yeah. the other day i was in the store Uh-oh. and so now oh we boy have our own way oh say, oh my gosh So I got Bobby Frick, and I just thought it would be cool oh because he also says, <laughs> There it is. So Dear Lord. Every once in a while, I might grab him and make him say, hey. So. Wait, do you, have to, do you have to cycle through all of those to get back to the hey, hey? Yeah, well, I I will pre set it up. So you can only do it one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially, I'll wait for the good moments. But I just thought it would be kind of funny. You have one chance preloaded. I I can just see you as Jeremiah and I are. Wait, wait. wait, We're having a discussion. Jeremiah and I are having a discussion, then all of a sudden you mute your mic and you're like frantically pressing the button. (laughs) Yeah. So if you don't hear me talking, all of a sudden you hear, hey, hey, hey that's why. But <laughs> or if I you forget thought... to mute yourself and you hear Babu freak in the background over and over again. That's what Drew's yeah. doing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I just thought it would be kind of funny. When I saw it in the store, I was like, this is, I have to buy this stupid thing. That's so, funny. So I had Babu Frick and I just wanted to show it to you guys because I, I thought you would appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, I definitely did. I that did. Was good. So. All right. Well, now that we've got a good laugh out of our system, uh, speaking of our sponsor, our new sponsor, let's take a listen um, to a brand new sponsorship ad from them. And then we are going to jump straight into the meat of the episode. You guys ready? Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Let's hear a message from the sponsor of today's episode, cufflinks.com. Hey everyone, Andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode, Cufflinks.com. If you didn't know, Cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace, and they offer a wide array of products, including cufflinks, ties, lapel pins, and much more. The awesome thing about Cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like Star Wars to bring you exclusive, officially licensed products. 
They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, Cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one to five day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at Cufflinks.com. All right. We've made it to the main portion of the episode, boys. Awesome. So, Drew, since you're the OG Mandalorian podcast host, (laughs) why don't you tell the listeners what we're we're doing today? All right, so today we are going to rank the episodes from our personal favorites. I know you guys love our ranking episodes, and um, so this is for you guys. And we're going to rank them to kind of warm us up, kind of go through a little bit uh, leading up to this next series. So the next episode is going to be kind of next week's episode is going to be like our our hope and kind of our predictions, our personal hopes for season two. Um, So make sure you guys tune in for that one as well. But this one's going to be more of like what 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 makes our number one episode number one you know this is fun stuff um hopefully we don't all have the same number one yeah Uh, i think we might have a a very wide variety of what we like because i feel like my number my bottom one might be someone's top one so spicy i feel like mine is pretty predictable my bottom one but Okay, so really, well, this is going to be new new to me because I wasn't really around Ooh. when you guys were talking about the episodes. Oh. I forgot. Wait, about are you that. telling me you still haven't listened to the first season recordings? Of the Mandalorian podcast, one of the best podcasts in the world. Listen, no. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Look, I listen. So to you Empire know what that Radio. means? Now, hold on, there hold are on. listeners that no more about me and jeremiah's experience you, than you yourself wow this is really turning into a roast here <laughs> <laughs> shoot all right well, anyway okay 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 all right that. all right all right I'm no but i do away. listen to i do listen to the empire radio podcast so <laughs> yeah the ones you're in <laughs> well i haven't had a chance to... guys i've been so busy Bro, you edit those. I would hope you listen. <laughs> all right, I don't all right. the whole episode when I'm editing it, though. All right, okay. Like I, all right. Okay. Anyways, all right. Let's Dang, get let let's long. get into this. So, I think okay, we should but- kind of do this. We should do this like uh, we did with our entire Skywalker saga movie rankings, where we just give our whole list all at one time of the eight episodes, and then we discuss. I would also say, first of all, great. I like that. Secondly, we we should watch how long we go. Because yeah. like the Skywalker saga ranking, we have a lot of ground to cover. And and I don't know, maybe maybe you, the listener, wants a three-hour episode, but... Uh, Ooh, yeah. No, I think, I think by us ranking it, like Jeremiah just said, like, and like right away... That's gonna make it go by faster instead of Sweet. going through through because when when you go through then you ju- like people jump in because we have the same one you know it's just easier this way yeah so. 
All right, so let's let's give the people what they came for. Who wants to start? Jeremiah. All right, I'll start. So okay. I'll start with my bottom and work my way up to my favorite. As will I. So at the bottom, at number eight, mm. is chapter five, The Gunslinger. <laughs> All right. Uh, number seven would be chapter six, The Prisoner. Okay. Number six would be chapter two, The Child. Okay. Number five would be chapter four, The Sanctuary. Number four would be chapter one, The Mandalorian. Three would be chapter eight, Redemption. Number two would be chapter three, The Sin. And number one, chapter seven, The Reckoning. All right. All right. There is a similarity, Jeremiah, in our list. I just want you to know that. Awesome. Drew, you want me to go? Yes, I want you to go. I'm really curious why The Reckoning is Jeremiah's first one. but Okay, so my number eight, just like Jeremiah, is The Gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I, I laughed when you said that. Uh, my number seven is uh, episode two, The Child. Uh, my number six is episode four, uh, The Sanctuary. My number five is episode... Six, the prisoner. Uh, my number four, huh? No, no, no. Sorry, no. My number four is episode three, the sin. My number three is episode one, the Mandalorian. My two is episode seven, the reckoning, and my number one is episode eight, redemption. Now, Drew, what is your list? Sweet. So my list is going to start with my number eight is chapter four. Um, big surprise, I know. Um, my Actually, number it kind of is for me, but, but we'll continue. get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, my <laughs> number seven is the or my yeah, my number seven is the prisoner. My okay. number six is the gunslinger. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. That's a lot higher than I thought it was going to be on your list. But... No, I thought that was going to be his number one. Wait, what? What? Why? Because it's Tatooine. Oh. Okay. All right. I, That's why yeah, I said I my number eight was probably someone's number one. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Long I have to make a new list. <laughs> All right. Number yeah. five. Number five. <laughs> okay. Number five is The Mandalorian, chapter one. Yep. Um, my number four is chapter seven. Um, okay. That's why I was kind of serious, like wondering why Jeremiah's was that was his first one. Um, um, my number three is um the child, and okay. then Ooh. my number two is at the chapter eight. Okay. And my number one is the sin. Okay, so I just want you to know, I totally called that one. Yeah, I don't know why. I I know exactly why that's your I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, we have. Um, Okay, so uh, let's start with our number eights. 
and just give a, we can do the same order, Jeremiah, me, and then Drew, um, and we can give just a brief summary of why it's on the list where it is. All right. So, well, I'll say that my reasoning for my bottom two are kind of basically the same. Um, okay. When it comes to... Which is... The, <laughs> I don't the, remember. <laughs> the progression of the story in the season one, these, my bottom two add the least to the progression of the story. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Because I feel that, that they are clearly there to set up content in future seasons. Like, oh yeah, for, yeah, for the yeah, Gunslinger, yeah. the whole point of that episode was for the random person in yeah in the cloak. Boba Fett. Yep. So, the the so last was, four seconds of the episode. Boba yeah, Fett. That the whole episode was just for that, and then this uh, the prisoner, my number seven. That's just opening up stuff for in the future. Of because he never killed any of the prisoners, they're also alive, so they're going to seek revenge. So, oh, all the other, uh, so all the other ones, episodes uh, six through one, they all have straight like progression of this plot of that of the season. So, um, sure, that's why my bottom two are my bottom two. Oh, I like that. I I dig that. Um, did, wait, did yeah. you just clear your bottom two in one fail swoop? Yes, he did. I did. Wow. And, okay. And he dabbed at the end of it too. Oh shoot! He actually just dabbed. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Okay. Um, well, moving on to my number eight, uh, which is also the gunslinger. Um, so the my my internal first of all, this was actually harder than I thought it was going to be when I sat down to do this. Because, um, like, I knew I loved the Mandalorian, right? But like my lack of a desire to be nitpicky and want to rank them because of how good it was just as a whole was surprising. Um, at least to the extent that it was, but my criteria was really, there are a few moments in some of these episodes that put them as high as they were. But then the other main thing is, is, is similar to Jeremiah in the sense that like the gunslinger didn't really do anything for the story. In fact, I here's an unpopular opinion probably for some people. I was really annoyed by the dude's the guy's character. Oh, the Han, um, the fake Han. Yeah, like he's sitting in his yeah. spot in the cantina. Like I, I thought it was really cool to come back to the cantina. It was like it was like the bookend moments of like him getting to the cantina the first time, and then that mysterious, probably Boba Fett character showing up at the end. Like they were good bookends. Um, I well, appreciated. Not, what about the Tuscan Raider? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, doing that sign was language, great. that's like the best part of the whole. That was that was yeah. pretty fire, dude. Yeah, that was that good. Was, I I liked the. I the almost two, cried. I liked the two references, uh, to the prequels in the original trilogy, respectively, where he says the first time he says, um, she has a high ground, <laughs> and then the other one was, uh, oh, what was the other one? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. She's oh, she's no good to us dead. Oh, <laughs> which is what Darth Vader says yeah. to to Boba, or Boba says to Darth Vader. Anyways, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, so like I w- that's the the gunslinger is the one that like if they took it out of the season, I'd 
probably be okay with like i i can enjoy the episode like as a standalone episode it's great yeah but in relation to the season it doesn't add anything to the right and what i meant when i said they could take it out i meant story-wise not like i would miss it it's entertaining it was a it was a fun episode but like story-wise i think it didn't like you could have gone from chapter four to chapter seven yeah. And it would have probably, like, the story probably would have, would have progressed the same way. Right. Anyways, Drew, you're number eight. My number eight. Let me look at my list. The Sanctuary. The Sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested okay, so to hear about this one. For me, we've seen this story a lot. Okay, it. but have you seen Seven Samurai? Yes. Okay, that's good. You know what? Props. That's good. I. My history teacher, Mr. Lito, if you're listening, you're the best. We he made us watch that because uh, one time a bunch of kids were talking. This. Yeah, we talked yeah. about this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've said this before. Yeah. But a bunch of kids essentially we were talking about how cool a Magnificent Seven was because they watched over the weekend, and he educated us real quick. The next that's day, good. that's he a good said, teacher. That's what we're watching, and we watched. The, he made all these really. Um, ignorant white people watch a uh, really good <laughs> Japanese movie with subtitles and they complain because they're stupid. Anyways, back to reality. So yes, I just feel like we've seen this a lot. And for me, like it was cool to see Cara Dune for the first time. Her acting isn't my favorite. So yeah, there's like, like I think like all these, like none of these are bad episodes. So, yeah, oh, yeah it's kind of sure. hard. Like, the fighting in the beginning of it is amazing. How the child walks up with, like, the the bone broth and just stares yeah. at them. And then yeah. they're like, oh, we're, like, she's just as good at me hand-to-hand. And, yeah. like, under learning her, like, origin story was really cool. Now what bothers me is, like, it's just, like, it seemed like we've seen this before. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, and it's just, like... I mean, we've seen I could have done Star without Wars, it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Besides, like, like, there's, like, two parts of it that, like, you guys are saying, like, they actually do matter. Is, like, one, like, you realize that the child, he can't go anywhere without everyone knowing about the child. Right. Like, the child's bounty is back. Like, so yeah. you need to know that. You also need to learn the Care Doom character. And so you do need that episode unlike like you guys are saying the gunslinger or even the prisoner like you don't really need that um to complete the story in the season besides like jeremiah said what's coming next hopefully this season um coming up um so i just don't it's kind of annoying keep seeing the same story and so I don't know. That's like, that's pretty much it. I'm being super nitpicky. Like it's still a sure. fun episode. I like that it feels like I'm watching a literally me and Jeremiah were in the same room when it first came out. I'm like, is this Lord of the Rings? Like, what did you just turn on? The, the beginning, the the, they yeah. straight up look like orcs. And I'm like, I I was like, Jeremiah, what is this? And it kind of threw me off for a little bit, but then I got used to it. But yeah, it's cool. And I like the the chicken walker and how like. Um, it's very kind of almost scary. I think what's yeah. kind of weird is how they both were like, nah, y'all got to move. Like this is, we tap, it's the chicken walker. We're done. But like, and that was, or 
episode set six, there's little bears that killed these chicken walkers like nothing. But I don't want to get into yeah. <laughs> politics here. Yeah. Let's, but let's yeah, just I would say episode. the most exciting moment for me was was seeing the ATST mm-hmm. and like seeing it more than like the stop motion because like you're limited yeah. with stop motion stuff to to the mobility, but to see it like really come to life in a way we haven't seen and then like i really did enjoy the red eyes like that was a cool touch yeah it made it a lot more menacing so and honestly like we get so much of those like there's that lego scene you can buy from that scene like it is very marketable which is cool it's just i my only complaint is that we've seen that story i still want i still want to know why we couldn't see who was driving the thing that budget it's less people that they have to have an animate. They could put a a little silhouette in there, and it would have been a person. <laughs> oh, that's fifty cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right. Anyway. Anyway. Jeremiah. So number seven. I basically gave my reason for my number seven, the prisoner. Yeah, it's that's true. It doesn't add a lot to this season. I think it's a very interesting story of like, you know, that's uh, Din Djarin's past, you know, group that he worked with characters that he's had in the past with um i think it's great but it was clearly we're gonna use you guys later for a bigger thing so i think right it, it's i think this is gonna be they could have a bigger impact on season two than um than we think than we think i think they could be a big big portion um or they, they might, could just literally forget about them they could, or they may not bring it back to like season three or four or something like that. Which but, season three which, is? No, they've signed to season four. Yeah, I think they've they announced the, the season four. I think yeah. I when think the they, first trailer dropped. It, they well, announced it. They started writing season three. Let's go. And four is already in the books. So yes, let's go. We'll be for a while. All right, we're we're here for a while, boys. <laughs> Strap yeah. in. All right, so. Andrew, your number six or your number seven is the child chapter two. Yeah, I this is going to sound really stupid, but aside from the force moment. I just. Like the whole thing with the. What? Let him explain. What did you say? Oh, OK. The whole thing with the jaw was like it just didn't do it for me. Really? The whole chase scene when he's climbing up the top nah, man, and they're throwing like, it, toilet it, bowls it, at him like, and stuff? <laughs> it's like the this Mandalorian was being shown up by a bunch of children. Uh, to be fair, they knew how to shoot weapons and they had... But still, anyways... They're professionals, though. They're not... They're professional thieves. Okay, they're right? off-world Jawas, man. We've all had the conversation about how, starting with the first episode... He's, he seems really human and really vulnerable. Like, he doesn't really live up to the name, like, the legend of the Mandalorian name. And this epi- and then, it get, and of course, it gets better. He starts to, like, really prove himself. But, like, this, this episode to me was like, bro, why are you getting your butt handed to you right now? Well, doesn't he do that almost every episode, though? No, not, not every episode. I, I've made the comment... In the original discussions on the the episodes, that um, it seems like every episode he has to adapt to a new situation that he's never had before, and he has to he's had a, at the start he's kind of disadvantaged. Like 
right now I'm losing and I have to figure out how to win this. And sure. he overcomes and wins every episode. And yeah. So, I mean, and, and to be fair, like I, I wouldn't say the same thing about him fighting the Mudhorn because it was a massive beast. Like that's dude, crazy. He gets in his like, no, I, I said that I liked that part of the episode. Like I really it's liked, like that's the scene that's my favorite, but then it's okay. Anyways, all I'm saying is <laughs> like, he comes. Oh gosh. I, it's so cool. But dude, okay, the whole fight with the Mudhorn and the child using the Force, I love it. I give it an A plus 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 plus. The rest of the episode, it's just not my thing. That's fair. So that's why it's it's. I mean, of course, it's still a great episode. I enjoy it mm -hmm. every time I watch it. But that's why. It, but there's a reason. Like that scene with the child and the Mudhorn was the reason why. By a long shot, actually, it wasn't my least favorite episode. All right. All so. right. All right, Drew, your number seven was uh, the same as mine. The prisoner. Yes, it was. The prisoner. Um, I, I just, I wasn't super fond of all those characters. After watching it, like, a couple more times, they kind of, like, grew on me a little bit. But, like, I remember in the beginning that it was just, like, kind of like a throwaway episode. Like doesn't really add much kind of like a filler episode and in the like when we first saw episode two we kind of all thought that as well like we i remember we all said like oh this is, is kind of like a filler like we got episode one on tuesday and then we got episode two on a friday and we're like oh see kind of a filler. The but, is, the, is the shortest episode of the season yes yeah. but in hindsight, it adds so much to it. And then you watch it again, and it's just so beautiful. And, like, the tr the tr it's like a train, like, cowboy scene. And you fall, like, uh, I don't want to get into my number three right now. But, so, like, for me, like, the prison break was kind of cool. It was fun. It's just, it didn't add too much for me personally. Um, and... and it, on, Bill Burr's an amazing actor, amazing comedian. But it pulled me out a lot because yeah, it was Bill Burr. I didn't really like, and Bill I didn't like that they didn't really like have like a a costume, like nothing to cover it up that it was Bill Burr. Because I didn't even know who he was before that episode. Really? Oh, yeah. So it no. didn't have that effect on me at all. Oh, oh, well, that's yeah, fair. I'm very I, familiar with his comedy. I'm, so me too, and I'm very familiar with him, and like. I listen to a lot of his friends' podcasts, and he's on them a lot. So, like, I I'm familiar with him, and I knew that he was in this. And so, when he came on, like, his character's okay. He's just like a shooter, and and like the Mandalorian Remember, he's not didn't a, he's actually not a know him. Yes, he's not. He's not <laughs> allegedly. Um, but he had had a random gun in the back shoot for him, which is whatever. Um, but I just yeah, it just wasn't the my favorite episode. Um. Yeah, that's it. All right, that's number six. So mine yeah. was Chapter Two: The Child. <laughs> so See? okay, so, okay. The, it's the preface not, it's is not though, that far fetched. No, the preface is though is it's misleading because my bottom two are way at the bottom, but my top six are all pretty close. Oh, so 
Okay. <laughs> it's like the bottom two are like the bottom 80%. And then my top six are like the top 20%. So they're all okay. up there. So I. It's I, only in that order because it has to be. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Only because it has to be. Um, so I, I do share some of the same uh, thoughts as Andrew. Um, there's not a lot happens. And I get how you could see it's kind of corny that he's getting bested by these Jawas. But I still think that it's um, when I, I I won't say everything until I get to my number one. But um, the the child episode is better when you see it in context of chapter Chapter seven, the reckoning. Yeah, and so now I I will agree with that one hundred and fifty percent. Actually, that that's a good point. Right. So. And I, yeah, the, the force thing, like, cause we, you know, we didn't know, like, is this Yoda baby force sensitive? Like, what's the deal? Like, we didn't know anything yeah. about him. We've only known him for a couple minutes. Right. And so we don't know what's going on. So when we see that, like, it's a shock, but then it's also not a shock. And so, um, yeah, so that's a spend number six. So there's not a lot to say. <laughs> All right. Well, so mine then, was Sanctuary. Yeah. Drew's favorite episode. Um, <laughs> I Okay, it wasn't my favorite episode, obviously, because it's number six, but um, I really liked the, the, the homage they did to Akira Kurosawa. I did enjoy that. Um, though, I agree with you, Drew. I mean, it is kind of a overdone story i guess from a certain perspective um but from a certain point of view from a certain point of view <laughs> uh but uh the the real redeeming factors for the episode like we mentioned were the atst i loved that yeah like i really i really enjoyed seeing that in action and seeing it like come through and just like mop the floor with people for a little bit um i also really liked the fact that you see Dinjarin like almost give in. Right. Like he almost he almost gives everything up for that that life. Right. He's he's super close, you know? And so I thought that was an interesting like character development moment for me to see like, oh, whether he has feelings for for the woman or not, like you can tell he's tired and he wants to mm-hmm. he wants to settle down eventually and he he's tired of running and he you really like really really see that he cares for the child and so again, do you think my... though like if if chapter six and chapter four were swapped you think that would have had a bigger impact i could see it yeah because I I just like in hind like after watching so you're it's like, you're saying the prisoner the gunslinger and then sanctuary yeah or like or just like the prisoner was like right after episode three and then it was the gunslinger and then sanctuary I mean they would have to clear up the plot points of like why he's on the planet because like you know in episode four he's hiding. He's trying to lay low, and that's how he finds right. these people. 
But yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I think if they mopped up the plot points, sure. I think that that would have. Yeah, I just, I just feel like he was already willing to give up four episodes in out of eight. Sure. And and I don't know about give ups, kind of aggressive, but like he was. You want to do fighters? He almost took off his helmet, and and they explained that origin, which was really sweet. How they explained yeah. how like if I take this off, it never goes back on. If you see my face once, game over. And honestly, he didn't because that boy yeah. almost got sniped in the head. Like, you know, it's just like, or the child did. Like, it's just, I just felt like it was a little too fast. Granted, it was like two weeks, but still like, dude, you fall in love with a chick in two weeks? I mean, love no, at first they were sight. there longer than a couple of weeks. They were there for... It was like a couple of months? I think it was a couple of months. It was either two weeks or two months. I don't remember. Because when they're sta- when they're standing on the deck, the little deck of that yeah, when they're cabin, talking, when what when they're drinking their they're drinking their, their drink, like th- he mentioned, it's very quick. He says like they've been there for like two months or three months or something like that. Oh wow, I missed that. Right, I'll pull it up right here. One second. Yeah, it's. I mean, let's be real. We all went to a private Christian university, and I've seen relationships go from not knowing each other to marriage in about two months before. So uh, yeah. I'm not making any statements, but also it's a lot can happen. Also, yeah, a lot can happen. We literally went. We all went to the same college, you guys, and yeah. there's a saying: "Ring by spring." Oh, and, and there were. And- that they ring they by happen. spring or your money back and i never got my money back <laughs> <laughs> i saw some relationships go right. so fast yeah like they I, the hyperdrive. Knew, I know two people though for, i'm not gonna get anyway it, yeah. Anyways, yeah anyways some of them some of them worked out really well and some of them a didn't. lot of them did but so. a couple of them did but anyway <laughs> um all right yeah. so that was Andrew's number six. Yeah, he said he's. They said like a few weeks. They didn't yeah. really say months. I just, I just felt like it was a little fast. But anyways, yeah, that was your number. All right, so Drew, your number six was after five, the gunslinger, which gunslinger. was a shock. I thought this was gonna she be knew. number one. It wasn't a shock to Andrew. It was. I was honestly shocked that it wasn't lower on your list, but I guess Tatooine is a thing. All of that. How mad are you going to be if that wasn't him? It wasn't. Ooh. It wasn't Boba Fett. Ooh. I don't know. I haven't decided. <clears throat> we'll we'll find out next week. I'll let you guys know. That's fair. That's okay. Um, I love I love Tatooine, and um, th- this is just getting super nitpicky, but kind of like what Jeremiah said, it was a little. If I take apart all my favorite like scenery or like my favorite creatures if i just push that aside and go on story like jeremiah said it kind of just like there like it doesn't build you too much in the moment it's like what you hope for at the end of the season mm-hmm. essentially and or like for next season or the season after or whatever and so like for me that was pretty much why it wasn't higher on my list also i didn't really enjoy the fake Han Solo either as much. <laughs> and yeah, I saw yeah. him sitting in his, in his spot and I was like, you dirty scumbag. 
Every also, there was, he's not, Han Solo is not the only one that sat yeah, in that well, spot. Okay, but also there is no... If you go to Applebee's, there's been literally 10,000 okay, buttons in that same spot. This is not Applebee's, Jeremiah. This, <laughs> this is a completely different Applebee's, game. okay? Good lord. <laughs> Applebee's is in a very dangerous Applebee's. part of town. How about that? No. I... I, and I was I was a little sad that we didn't have like a band playing or like it, the bar like the cantina was a little depressing for me a little bit because it was the droids were allowed in like what the heck wait wait you what? don't want droids in the Mossley cantina I mean, they earn the right I guess but dang I thought we were better than this on this podcast I, I thought we were too. Wow, <laughs> I don't know. It just it wasn't the same tattooing, but I do love the sign language part, and that is why. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, my number sure. three, and not my my last one. But third from yeah. the bottom. Not I, number oh. I, yeah, my third from the bottom. <laughs> number six. Yeah. So and and like like Jeremiah, like last two are lower. They're like my eighty percent, and everything else is super high. All right. Yeah. Okay. And and I really hope it is. But well, so. All right. Find out. So my number five is chapter four, the sanctuary. Ah. So I actually, the thing about you guys, okay, it's eight episodes total. You have to be somewhere in the middle. There has to be downtime. That's just how story oh, writing sure. works. Yeah, yeah. And so. You have to after three intense episodes. They had to slow down just to let us catch our breath a little bit. Two yeah. intense and one not as intense. Or I think chapter two is still pretty tense. But I mean the ending of chapter two for sure, yeah. But um anyway, I I really like the the world and the, the culture and the people. I think it was very when it comes to like Star Wars like things like it it, it was a different type of Star Wars setting, which I yeah. like. Because, you know, like, most Star Wars settings are kind of like what we see in, you know, where the the Bounty Guild place is, where uh, Navarro. They're like, a lot of them are like that, where it's kind of like, it's kind of like old school, primitive, grungy, grungy stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, like, if it's a nice city, like, it's still very, like futuristic or whatever but like this one was like they're just yeah. kind of nomadic type people where they just kind of live in this village in the middle of nowhere and they just harvest these cool little krill lobster or like shrimp things and then they have like a couple hover. droids yeah a couple, couple droids. droids and like a hover hover cart which is yeah so it's really still cool star wars like yeah. it's still so it's, it's still star wars because those are like you yeah. know everyone has a jeep you know like everyone has an older <laughs> car <laughs> to help them like even like in third world countries they're still driving yeah. something you know like yeah. it's to show like that's common enough where even right. people that can't afford it can still get one and right. I, yeah that is pretty cool but yeah it feels almost like a clone wars scene and maybe that's why it's like something i would i yeah, could see, I could see that clone wars episode well it was it was the same story in clone wars with the that is that he has a valid point it's the same episode as the Clone Wars one, where Hondo oh, is yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yes, <laughs> once again, a little overdone. But um, but anyways, I and I I really like the the woman in the the show. She's a very interesting character because she has a past that we don't know about because she's like 
can shoot a gun better than anyone yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really hoping we see her again. And yeah, that would be cool. I, I want to know what her backstory is because I feel like she might have worked for someone in the past or something, mm-hmm. whether on the Empire side or the Rebellion side. But yeah, um, I really like her. And like Andrew was saying, you know, Din Djarin almost retired from being a Mandalorian to settle there. And, you know, maybe in the series finale in a couple few seasons, maybe he will go back there and retire, which would be great. But um, but then again, even though it was kind of like a great episode, I, there still wasn't a lot pushing the story forward other than, oh, the child is still a bounty um, and that aspect. But, yeah, that's now number five. All right, so for me, it was The Prisoner at number five. Um, I really liked this episode because it felt like a heist movie to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool. A few other things that I liked. Um, uh, The cameo by, uh, what's his face? Matt. um, uh, Matt Lanner. Lanner, there you go. Uh, I was going to say Lander for some reason, but then my brain was like, nah, that's not right. <laughs> um, I liked his cameo, but I like seeing uh, Twi'leks, live-action mm-hmm. Twi'leks that, that is true. were not like risque dancers in Jabba's palace, you know? Um, it's nice to see them like in the the foreground of a, of a story. Um, so I thought that was cool. Did her Especially- speaking annoy you at all? No. No? Just no, I mean, because some of them have um, accents similar to that. Because, like, if you think back to Chomps and Sindula and a few of the Twi'leks that you see on, you hear on Ryloth, they have similar. They have, like, a I mean, hers was accent. a little. Yeah, I mean, hers were, like, snaky. Yeah, hers was a little bit more devious, but I think, I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Um, but, like, this was the, this was an episode where we, like, really see him the Mandalorian, especially against like the patrol droids, the security droids, like mm-hmm. he wrecks them. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah. All of it was like, off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when I watched that, I was like, okay, here we go. We have a Mandalorian now. Like this was just really, really well done. Uh, choreography. He, it, it looked great. Um, so I don't know. I, I really liked that. It, it was like a nice little, to me, instead of it feeling like a filler episode, like I know I said earlier, you know, you could take them out and the story would keep progressing and it would. But for me, it was like a nice little departure from the main story to something that was just really enjoyable all around. Um, you know, then we have the cameos from um, Deborah, Dave and Rick as the X-Wing pilots as well, which was fun. Was cool. Yeah. I mean, I liked the droid character. He was really humorous. Um but yeah, I mean, I I thought it was a really good episode, and and it may it, it like captured the essence to me with the child kind of out of the way for the episode of like your traditional like bounty hunter story. Right. You've got right. the ragtag group of people. You can't really trust any of them. There's double crossing. They're all different enough where they're at each other's throat at one time or the other. You know, like I don't know. It was just really enjoyable for me. But again. It's number five, so there were obviously episodes that I enjoyed more. Right. True? 
Yes, so my number five was The Child. Um, my number five was The Mandalorian. Oh, yes, that's why I meant The Mandalorian, not The Child. Yeah. Yes, The Mandalorian. So, honestly, it's only my number five. I'm just going to just say it for the for the first bounty. Besides oh, that, I gosh. loved everything else about it. Besides so that, saying, I loved literally are you everything serious? else about it. Oh, yeah, gosh. I can't believe like, you hate him so much. It's not oh, that God. much. It's it's not even that much. There's. We were just talking before we recorded how you're a part of the cult following that well, hates this and... character more than yeah. anything in the world. Yes. And, Wait, and it's still you, my number you... five. Do you dislike him more than Jar Jar? Yes, hundred percent. Drew, Drew. Okay, let me okay, let me ask this: Who do you hate, the blue guy or the broom kid from Episode Eight? Ooh, <laughs> my heart, <laughs> my heart. Uh, definitely broom kid. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> definitely broom kid. Oh gosh! Anyway, anyway, we're not just that, that was a, that was a good question, Jeremiah. Props. <laughs> um, yeah, honest, that's literally it. I loved everything besides his voice. Like, I loved everything, and um, we kind of see him in the newer trailer, and I'm kind of disappointed about that. If that is actually him, we don't really know yet. But I just, I don't like his voice. He sounds like a Star Trek character. It pulls I, me out you know of I really Star hope, Wars. 100%. I really hope the blue guy puts on a Mandalorian helmet and becomes a Mandalorian. Just to, uh, you know, not only that, not only that, stop, you guys. But I hope he he dons gold Mandalorian armor and okay. ends up with a dark saber and uh, he's a rightful ruler of Mandalorian. Yes, uh, yeah. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. <laughs> Good lord. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't know. I know you cult followings out there. And you know what? You can let me know if you're part of the the hate on the blue. That's what we're gonna call our group. Um Ooh, so, dang, so go actually go make sure you, you to comment. You might not want to you might want to think that? about a different name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um I'll figure out something. We'll have a different name because yeah, let's not name it that that. I yeah. just heard, yeah, yeah, no. Anyways. Anyways, yes. Um, go leave a comment if if you agree with me that he sounds like a Star Trek character. Um, but yeah, besides that, I love that episode though. I love everything about it. I love when he walks downstairs and he sees all the Mandalorian stuff, and there's all all those little Mando kids running around. It's amazing. But like, there's only eight I can choose, and that's my number five. Because of him, that's that's fair. But honestly, like, if he just didn't talk, I it'd be higher up. Like, All right, honestly, give me, please give us your number four. Well, my number four is the Mandalorian. Yes, we can still talk about this. And so, like, I have okay to talk about the blue guy. I have no problem with him whatsoever. He's just yeah. an alien, and he gets oh, captured. But his voice, okay, yeah. and he makes. The, the Star Wars holiday special canon, apparently. And, and so he is the first, in, in, if if my knowledge is correct, the first alien species to actually use the restroom or to talk about using the restroom. Yeah, that's very significant to Star Wars True. canon. That, this is this is a, Shush, a, a political icon. Stop. <laughs> okay, wait, I forget. I think we talked about this before, but how does he make the holiday special canon again? 
Life Day. He talks about Life Day. Oh yes, yes. That's all right. So anyway, as he's like using the restroom or trying to or whatever. He's yeah. poking around. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Anyways, yes. Keep going. <laughs> so anyway, the Mandalorian. So apart from that, the opening scene. You know, it's like we've been waiting like two years from the announcement of this yeah. series. Yeah. The and hype this behind is, this episode was yes, deadly. and I was super excited. And we're watching. I remember, so I was here with Drew and our OG personality Josiah. We were watching it all together, and we were just blown away the whole time. And when we get to the very end, like with the the baby Yoda reveal. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, because we did a huge deep dive into like the bootleg trailer that was shown at Star Wars Celebration, and like mm-hmm. fifty years old. Like, who could this be? We're like, like we were like, we were like, this is Thrawn. This, this is Thrawn, a hundred percent. This is Thrawn. This is Boba Fett. Yeah. Is it blah blah blah? And we were like, we're not going to get the reveal of who this character is until like the last episode because it's going to take the whole series to find him. Yep, and that episode the, is still. Live, you guys can go back on the Mandalorian podcast and listen to that episode. Anyways, yeah, and so then that reveal was just no one in a million years would have guessed a baby Yoda would be the bounty yeah. in this thing. Yeah, yes. So that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know, seeing IG Eleven take down that whole all those guards or whatever that was a great scene. Yeah, um, and just. You know, like like uh, Drew mentioned, the seeing the covert underground with the other Mandos, like we didn't know that that there were going to be more. We thought yeah. he was going to be the only one because he yeah, was yeah. kind of advertised as a a lone oh, Mandalorian, like by himself type of thing. It was kind of marketed as, and so it was nice to see that you know they're a group and they're a, a prideful group full of heritage right. together. And so I don't know. I really like it episode and. That's why I have it as my number four. Sweet. My number four is The Sin. Mm. Um, there's really nothing bad about this one for me. Like, I, I just liked other episodes more. But, like, I loved... I really loved him, like, blowing his way through the Imperial place to get the, you know, to get the child back. That was really cool. Um, especially here we go again. Especially after episode two, when he gets his butt handed to him, like him going in commando style, that was really cool to see. And you're like, oh yeah, he really means business now. Um, and then of course, before. right? But <laughs> then, and then, you know what? I I'm gonna do you a, a big favor, Drew. Yes, and I'm just gonna say that I loved the ending scene of that episode and I'm not going to go into any detail so that you can have it later. Thank you. That is my number four. Thank you. All right. My number four was at chapter seven. The Reckoning. The Reckoning. All right. Your cool voice. Wait a... Okay. So yeah. So The Reckoning, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the backstabbing part of it was really cool. Um, I like. I feel like when I was watching it the first time, like I didn't know if it was if he was gonna pull that off. Like, was he gonna backstab yeah. them? You know, like 
Yeah. I kind of feel like it was it could happen, but then like leading up to that point, like the child healed him, which was a pretty intense yeah. moment in Star Wars history too. Um so I do like that and and that's probably possibly why it's Jeremiah's number one. So I'm not gonna get too deep. Isn't this your number one, right? It is my number one, but not baby Yoda healing. Well, not, no, I'm just saying, like, it's a pretty dramatic thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so, and and I love, like, that whole, like, the child running scene and, like, did the, and, like, we saw that the child got picked up at the end, like, leading up to that whole, like, going, panning back and forth between Krill, is he there yet? Like, it was it was a really fun episode. And it's my number four because the other ones were just a little bit better for me, but. I do everything about this is that's fair. That's usually how it works. <laughs> I don't okay, yes, but and like it it's pretty good. Like if this could be like my number if I could have two number twos, like you know like it's I don't know. It's fun. It's a good episode. I love it. No complaints really. But all right. All right. Number right, number three. Three. So mine really quickly, was... uh before we go into our top three. Yes. Do you want me to tell you about my top number one coffee company? Um, sure. Yeah. Let's what all is it? Hear it together. Yeah. I've got a message from them, and they happen to be the second sponsor of today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Take a listen. Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. With that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it, and we will too. After all, using the code Empire Radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. All right. Do it. Yep, go do it. Go buy buy something from cufflinks.com because you need more Star Wars merch in your life. And then get some coffee while you're at it, too. <laughs> All right. Our top threes. Here we go. So mine was Chapter 8, Redemption. Yes. And so season finale, it was yep. just nuts i think there's this yeah there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot um i think there's a i think it was just crazy seeing all the stormtroopers show up even though that was in episode like sure seven but like this is like now they're like working together and they're just over over powering they're just and I think it's like the backstory too of the they had to call in the five oh first to 
be stand-ins basically yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool that i think cool. that's a cool story that these are just and super to, fans to people that are scratching their heads the the real like the literal 501st legion the real life organization we're not talking about in star wars the 501st right true yeah, for those of, so the, for those of you that didn't know they had the members of the 501st in real life be stand-ins for some of the stormtroopers and it was really cool because they had cast people to be stormtroopers and they're like we don't have enough because it's not giving the effect that we want yeah and so yeah. they had to call in an extra 50 super fans to have perfect armor and can yeah, hold like a gun screen perfect. ready armor yeah and so well, and, and like they like practice they they were like perfect like yeah. they're they didn't even have actors. to like direct them they just knew how yeah. to hold the gun how to stand as a stormtrooper and so i think yeah. the background of that is just adds so much more enjoyment to the story yeah. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure if you see a group, it's probably going to be the five of first again. Right. Yeah. And so like, it, it's interesting because I'm looking at our top threes and we each have chapter eight in our top threes. Yes. And yeah. so, and I think the best part is obviously the last scene. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler and uh, go. Moff Gideon <laughs> holds the dark saber. Yeah. And I was watching this with Drew in at his house. And when that blade poked through the tie fighter, I was jumping up. I was screaming. I couldn't believe it. And we were freaking out for sure. <laughs> I, we were freaking out. We were and, freaking out. And it opened the door for so many possibilities of like it literally story helped him get out of the tie fighter. So yeah, it opened yeah. the door. Oh gosh! Boo! Hey! Okay. And so, because, like, there's so much history with the dark saber and the Mandalorian culture. Like, so many doors could be open. Like I just said, and all the theories are just based off of that from for season two. Like, you don't. There's nothing else. What else is there to think about the dark saber and how it's going to affect everything? And so. How did he get the dark saber? Why did he, get... he have it? Last time we saw, like, there's... well, not to mention it was the first live action appearance too. Right. So, so to see that, like, for real, was incredible. Yeah, and so just the ending alone makes the episode deserving to be in my top three. Yeah. But there's still mm-hmm. so much in the episode that, like, with IG Eleven sacrificing himself and mm-hmm. all that jazz, and the whole. Uh, stormtroopers that, that took Baby Yoda and they're scouting yeah, the, the scouts. Beginning, the beginning. Just, just, they, just, I get that. Do you get that? I get that. And yeah. like them trying to shoot the the object with their gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that that so funny. funny. It was, it was really hard for this not to be my number one, honestly. Right. Like, so, so there's a reason why it is my number one. <laughs> ooh. All right. Well, so that's my number. So we'll just keep going. So okay, Andrew, your number three is the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Great first episode. I did Definitely. not mind the blue guy. Not one bit. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the initial like dislike that I would have felt for him was blinded, was was being held back by the anticipation. I remember when so Disney Plus launched, that episode came out. I was at work at, at North Central because I was working for the security department at the time, full time. And me, my wife, and uh, one of our coworkers, who is also full-time, who loves Star Wars, went into one of the conference rooms 
We reserved it for lunch, ordered food, went to the conference room, and what? watched the episode over our lunch breaks. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear that story because, before. Because oh, I, we, like, I was up and out the door so quickly, I couldn't watch it that morning. Right. And so we watched it. The three of us watched it in the in the one of the conference rooms. And because I mean, you can do that. You just reserve it for you know an hour. You eat your lunch and you clean up, yeah. and you're gone. And they have the the big TVs for okay. like yeah. you know teleconferencing and stuff. So we just watched it on a big screen. Um, so maybe it was the hype, but I loved, I mean, I loved everything about the episode. Um, the reason it's, it's as high as it is has to be because of the IG 11 scene. Cause mm. I remember even like in the trailer, one of the things that I was super pumped about was the fact that we were finally getting to see one of those droids mm-hmm. like do work. Like, and there were a few in Clone Wars, like, Right. Uh, during that like weirdly animated episode with Goldie, where R two goes missing and yeah. I remember trying that. to sabotage, like, yeah. but they they didn't have weapons. It was just them fighting, and it's animation. And so to see to see one of them come in and like live up to the name because like it's the first time we see it. It's one of the bounty hunters alongside Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back, and you're like, even by association, you're like that guy means business, but they were limited by the times, you know? So that scene, the whole ending from them breaking in the humor that was involved between him and the Mandalorian. And then the reveal, which we've, we've hit on was the whole episode was just incredible for me. So that's my number three. Yeah. All right. Drew. All right. My number three is chapter two, the child. All right. So Boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go I, ahead. I just, I just, uh, I loved what it brought to the end of the story. Like the whole, like that's his group is like the Mudhorn. Um, it's a very comedic episode, which I really enjoyed, and I really enjoy it. Like it's an episode that I go back to, like honestly, a lot. Like it is I the the most the f- most humorous episode. I would g- yeah. give you that. And it, it's like if I want like a fun laugh, like a fun, like just play around episode, I go to that episode. It's I seriously do like I fall asleep to it a lot. Like it's a it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. I, I, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for different reasons. I don't know. I just I I like it a lot, and it's really good. And I I love like Quill. Like his character is really cool, and like learning his backstory a little bit was really fun and like seeing like how like he didn't he oh it was just so cool and how fast they rebuilt the ship the the history but like behind uh the java people is really cool too and like how like they're not the smartest people but you got to respect them and like work with them and like or Boy, Andrews is like rolling his eyes, you guys, and and he's just hating on Jawas. But dude, come on! And I, and I like that there were. I love the egg scene; is like my favorite thing. Oh, like gosh. when they cut open that that Hasbro egg and they just dunk their heads <laughs> in it and share. It was so awesome. And every time my wife sees it, she's like, "Ew!" And I, I just love that about it too, because I love making my wife like cringe about certain things like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I just I enjoy that episode and it's an episode that I, I love showing people. So don't hate. All right. No, I'm not gonna hate. I'll roll my eyes, but I'm not gonna hate. <laughs> okay. All right, number two, Jeremiah. Number two, chapter three, the sin. And so Ooh. I I really like this episode from start to finish. Um It has a lot of, it leaves us with a lot of questions because what did they want with the baby? We don't know that yet. Like, but we yeah. see, see like a, a little clip when he's doing like the, the, the infrared, like through the wall thing and trying to listen to like the, whatever, like we're having a little bit, but we don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Then the. Wait, hold on one second. Do you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this, you talking about that scene reminded me. Have you seen the How It Should Have Ended video for The Mandalorian Season 1? Yes, and I'm really mad that they didn't do one for Chapter 6, which is stupid. Because apparently they think it's the best episode ever. No, that one's perfect. We don't need to do that. Yeah. but What? Chapter 6? Did you see that? You didn't watch that video? It's worth any... What? I don't think I watched that one, but... Maybe I'll go oh. watch it after. Yeah, it, those of you who are listening, it's a fun, it's a fun watch. You should go, go watch it. Go on YouTube. They must like up how it should have ended. They don't want to. Bill Burr. I'm pretty sure that's probably what it is. Comedians. Yeah. I Anyways, know. keep going. But, um, him getting his his full armor was just awesome. Oh yeah. And For sure. you know, having the friction between the other Mandalorians and how like oh this is this is tainted Beskar because it was taken by the Empire blah 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 and they start fighting and then the armorer is like you know what was stolen has been returned like we should rejoice in this like we see more of the culture of the Mandalorians coming to light and them as a people and um, him mm-hmm. breaking in like uh, Andrew stated like him breaking in just showing off like him using the with the whistling birds birds yeah those are cool those are cool um and like we we knew that he was gonna steal him back the baby like we knew that was yeah. gonna happen oh, but yeah, just sure. seeing it come to life was like awesome this is cool yeah yeah, yeah. and i guess apparently we don't want to steal drew's thunder but yeah, the very end scene around. is phenomenal yes. oh yeah it's phenomenal <laughs> Phenomenal. All right. Andrew. Sorry, I had to scratch my beard. Uh, number two. My number two is chapter seven, The Reckoning. Um, so this, for me, this was the first episode where I really thought they ended on a good cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. And I love, I, I love, I love the pain of a good cliffhanger. Like I, mm-hmm. especially if, if I'm not like binge watching it. it right. Yeah. Cause right. like I just binge watched through the entirety of the walking dead. And there were a few episodes where like, I can imagine being in turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if I had to watch like wait a week, but it, like just knowing that I could just hit the next button, even with that as a factor, it was still a good cliffhanger, you know? So like, I love cliffhangers. I love when that happens and I love when they do it well. Um, and I thought it was really wise of them to split that story. You know, the, the finale of this arc 
up over two episodes. But yeah, I mean, it's to me the reason why it's so high is because of the way it sets up my number one, which mm-hmm. I've already said is the season finale. Um, but I think I think it's the I just think it's the perfect buildup. I mean, we've already talked about the great points, the force healing, and the moment of betrayal, and then the second moment of betrayal where like. I was honestly, I was not expecting um, Werner Herzog's character to just get wrecked the way he did. Oh. Like that, <laughs> that honestly was a huge surprise. I mean, and then you see the freaking the Tie Fighter, all the wings, come in and the wings full. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've yeah, never seen that before. And you're like, what the heck? And then you find out it's a moth. And I mean, there's just like it goes from like the whole episode. It's escalating and it's going from like zero to sixty in a few you know over the course of that whole episode and then for some reason at the end of that episode it literally goes from 60 to 100 in the blink of an eye (laughs) so i don't know that's that's just my opinion i really like that episode um especially as a setup so well yeah and even like with those things like we didn't know until this last trailer that any other ship did that yeah right so yeah it was it's a it was a really cool scene i really enjoyed that scene as well so yeah yeah it so yeah my my next episode what is this we're on two right yeah so yes episode eight Ooh. yes so i mean it's a finale episode it's my number two um you guys know that my number one is episode three but yeah like it was really hard between this one and uh, number three as my number one because like I really love the dark saber, the history, everything that we got yeah. with that cliffhanger, like that is the cliffhanger. Like oh yeah, we have no idea what's happening. Like we yeah. have no idea. Like with that saber, like dude, Ahsoka. Like there's so many unanswered questions and and like what what can this bring? It's where I'm super pumped and super excited for this next season because of that one cliffhanger. But besides that, like the whole part where he almost died and like, oh, yeah. uh, he almost didn't want to take his helmet off for like IG 11 and he took his helmet off and like, like all that is just such a powerful moment and it was a big deal. And, and then, yeah, like I, I just love everything about it and it's such a, like I mean, for instance, like the beginning, the cl- like I love those two clone troopers shooting at the freaking thing, and they couldn't even hit it because, oh yeah, they're bad at shooting. That and, was like, funny. It was, you're just, you die laughing in the beginning of this, and you're not supposed to because Krill just died. Like the last episode, Krill died, and then like you start laughing right away, and it's just like, where's this episode going? It was such a good development episode throughout like your emotions were going up and down and like uh what's his name directed this one right um it was directed by um the guy who's doing the new movies why can't i think of his name yes Yes, so he's directing uh, like the new movie or whatever, but like you could tell it was one of his films because it was very comedic, but also had a very like serious point to it, and it was just a really good 
all around episode. So that's why that's my number two. Um, I could spend all day talking about like the stormtrooper with the fire. Like, there's so many like parts of this episode that was amazing. But I'm not gonna stay here all day and talk about it. So yes, all right, Jeremiah. Uh, we're at we're number ones. And normally when we do You're our list, one. we have honorable mentions, but it doesn't really fit here. So no. Really. <laughs> um so my number one is chapter seven the reckoning and it's very it's for two i'm I'm curious about this one two reasons and um back when we were watching it originally through the through the series i felt like the story was very like uh, each chapter was very standalone in a sense where nothing was connected. But when we get to chapter seven, it all comes together when he goes back and gets Cara Dune, goes and um, meets up with, you know, um, the uh, what's his name? The head of the, the, the boxer guy. What's his name? What's his name? His character name. Grief Karga. Yes, Grief. And so he meets up with them, and it says all these storylines come together, uh, and he goes against Quill also and IG-11, and all these storylines, they come together at that moment, and that's, I was like, wow, that was amazing. And like I remember saying during the podcast, yeah, I was I like, that. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, I should have, I should have never have doubted you. It all came together. I'm sorry. Like, it it's just like... Came... Go ahead. I was gonna say leading up to that episode, we had we never thought we'd see any of these characters again. Like, right. and there were maybe so Cara much, Dune in the future because yeah. it was kind of hinted at, but and not um, like in two episodes. Right, like, we didn't think we were gonna get her the rest of this season. Like, so yeah, yeah. It was, so like that, just all the storylines coming together was enough to make it my number one. Um, but I think the the cliffhanger at the end is one of the best cliffhangers ever in a TV show. And over the, the one at the end of eight. I literally just said, eight. It, Come on. well, well, one of them. And I say the, Oh, okay. Okay. But it, it's, you know, it's, it's very, well, I would say that the ending of chapter seven, you're more emotionally invested in, but the ending of chapter eight is more of a shock. So there's kind of oh, two okay. different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. two yeah, different you. cliffhangers, very high but very different in nature. And so yeah, I got you. Seeing yeah. Quill die, give his life, like yeah, was that was so sad. Was so it makes man. you so mad too, because everyone loved him, and he, you know, he he's like, I work three human lifetimes to free myself from servitude. I'm, I want to just live out my days in peace, but he comes out of that to like try and save this child basically. And he gives his life to, for the child. And it was just so heartbreaking. Cause yeah. then like it, I think what the episode ends with the, the little calm thing, like yeah. Quill, Quill, are you there? Yeah. Quill, did you make it? And, and it, it just, just ends like ends. that. And, yeah. like, ah! and so. Well, and and like the scoop. When the scoop too, down, yeah. Which, good lord, they were rough on Baby Yoda. Punch yeah, Baby Yoda in the next. Episode. Yeah, I mean they were punching him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those are my two reasons why it's number one, just because all the storylines came together and yeah. the emotional cliffhanger at yeah. the very end. 
hard yeah, to beat. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mention the storylines coming together when I was talking about it, but that's a really great point. Um because it felt like that that could have been the season finale, but then eight Oh, what there was a season finale with that ending. I Ooh. would have been pissed. Even more so than I am because I don't want to wait for season two. But we're <laughs> we're close now. It doesn't matter. Right. Um but speaking of season finales, uh, episode eight is my number one. Yeah. Um, just because there's just, there's so, so much. much going on and so much action and it's all great. Like there, I cannot think of one thing in that episode to, to pick apart. Like, yeah, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it's no. about as close as you can get as far as like Star Wars is concerned. Like it was just such a good, it, it picked up on like right where seven left off and then it's just action nonstop. You, you get to see them fight stormtroopers. You get to see baby Yoda do the, you know, a, form a force field with the force, uh, from the, uh, incinerator trooper. Um, I mean, IG 11 sacrifice him getting the jet pack and like, freaking taking down a tie fighter by himself i mean just everything yeah, I, I could go on and on and on but like it's just there's so many epic moments in that episode alone that it's there's no way it could not be my number one you know yeah it's just chock full from beginning to end ig11 on the speeder bike like dude, just no. mauling people down while he was driving like dude what the heck like that oh my gosh you even mentioned like the armor just manhandling oh, all yeah, those yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, like, like i said just, like, just action after like action yeah. shot after action shot after action shot um and then of course <laughs> so dumb. yeah i thought i thought that was really cool um but then of course we have the cliffhanger with the dark saber um I had a similar reaction i think to jeremiah i don't think i like stood up and was jumping around but i definitely Screamed a little bit, <laughs> yeah. When my wife and I were watching it, so, anyways, that's my number one. I, I should mention also for my number one. I forgot to mention that uh, we finally get the reveal of Moff Gideon because we see him in the trailers and we never oh, knew. Yeah. And he finally gets revealed, and I like that actor a lot, especially yeah. from like yeah. Breaking Bad and stuff. So that him being revealed and the curiosity and the, the mystery of him also, yeah, the greatness of those last two episodes for sure. All right, but Drew. Drew, take us out with your number one. My number one is a chapter three. The sin. The sin. We all know why. Yes. And I'm just gonna go right into why is my go why into the it. main You're reason right why it's my number one is because when all hope was lost. All these Mandalorians came out flying and just mauling down people. And I was freaking out. I'm like, you could end this whole thing right now. And I'm not going to even be mad. Like, I don't even need to know anything else about the show. Like, I don't even care. Because like, that scene was so dope. Even as he's flying away and you can still see him shooting. And then yeah. the guy pulls up next to him and gives him a thumbs up. And it's just like, or salute. Or salute, whatever it was. <laughs> and then he was like, I need one of those jetpacks. And like, it, it was the whole scene. And he didn't say they fly now. Like, oh, it was such a crazy. Oh, good. Lord. Good. It was such a crazy 
amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. All right, but the other reasons why besides just (laughs) that part, I love the whole, another big reason was I love the whole aspect of like what the Baskar meant and how those other Mandalorians, especially that, uh, What's his? What is his name? The um heavy shock. He's a, a Vizsla. Yeah, he's a Vizsla. But like, what is his? What is his name? I can't remember. It's like I don't remember the infantry trooper or whatever or yeah. whatever yeah, whatever his name. Heavy or yeah. yeah, whatever. Like his like response of like we shouldn't be using this, and then they're arguing, and then they both pull out their viber blades and like hold them, and like that whole fight scene too was a really cool story. And the whole time that girl's just like forging stuff and talking, like <laughs> you know, like life yeah. goes on, like it's not a big deal. Yeah. And then you get like the more of his story backstory about like he was like he was an orphan or whatever and like the Mandalorian a foundling and like all that whole stuff was super cool to like start hearing that story about the Mandalorian people and why it was a big deal and like why they're not it was just such a beautiful scene like that whole scene to me was amazing and then on top of that you have like him like realizing that he shoot like I don't want to be the number one bounty hunter because I am probably killing this child. Right. I'm going to whatever. I don't even care anymore. I'm going to go back and grab him. And like, you knew that up to that point, he was never like that. Like up until that point, he didn't care what they did with their bounties. He could care less, but because it was a little child, his heart broke and he was a family once. And it just meant so much in that moment. And then he had his freaking, you got his dope armor and he was just like, let's go maul those people. And it was just, it was such a beautiful scene. And like, he took down the empire too, like right away. It was just so good. Yeah. Even though they come back and a lot more stronger, but, but that's beside the point. In that moment, it was amazing. And that's why that's my number one. And to this day, like I just go back and just watch that end scene a lot and just, Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a good one. Amazing. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. That was our ranking of the season one episodes of The Mandalorian um, in hot anticipation of season two coming at the time of recording this coming in what, like 10 days? Days away. If you guys stay up until this goes live on Tuesday night, it's 10 days. You know, we got some overnight listeners probably. So yeah. when you're hearing this right now, it's only 10 days away. But uh, on that note, do you guys have any other comments or anything to add? I think no. that Andrew and I, we should get Drew a black series of the blue guy made and then give it to him for Christmas. I think that's a good uh, option. Uh, yes, it's a good plan. <laughs> and on that note... This has been another episode of the Empire Radio Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Jeremiah. Drew. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.